catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, October 28th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The nomination of Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska as UF's sole finalist to be the 13th president has continued to prove to be contentious as students and faculty voice their opposition to the decision. Recently, current UF President Ken Fox sent an email to the student body warning that administration will be enforcing a decades-old policy outlining disciplinary action for anyone who may enter the Emerson Alumni Hall as Sass returns for a final interview with the Board of Trustees on November 1st. I spoke with WUFT's Jack Lemnis, who is continuing to report on the story. I am covering the what's next for uh, Ben Sass's next visit on November 1st. And essentially, um, I just wanted to look at what students are doing to respond to Sass's selection as the sole finalist for president. I wanted to look at what the, uh, the, the teachers and the faculty are doing. And now I'm covering the no confidence vote being held on the 27th. Can you give me a little bit of context about SAS's relationship to UF as it stands now? So I think one of the one of the the points of conflict between um, Ben Sass and and his opposition is that Ben Sass is obviously from Nebraska. He's claimed himself that he's never been to Tallahassee, and his experience at Midland University in Nebraska, um, a lot of skeptics say, doesn't translate very well to. Uh, running a, a public institution with 55,000 students. So that's a little bit of the, the background, but um, President Fox and a lot of the trustees really, really tout his, his academic experience and leadership skills at Midland University. There's obviously a lot coming up for this story, but tell me a little bit about what's happened recently. President Fox sent out a surprise email to the student body. What are some of the details of that? Yeah, so the email kind of took everyone by surprise, I think, because a lot of the, the student organizers that organized the protest on October 10th, the one that uh, where protesters entered the building where Sass was giving his, his talk, they, they said that they knew about the policy, but they knew that no one would really enforce it. And now that Fox is enforcing this policy, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens on November 1st. A lot of the organizers have told me that they do not plan to go inside the building, but um, I've also heard from a lot of students um, out that are not organizing the event who are preparing for the contingency when uh, protesters enter the building. So it's, it's really going to be interesting to, to see what happens. That you know of, what does enforcing the policy for UF administration look like if students do decide to enter Emerson on November 1st? This, this policy has been on the books for um, two decades. And... It basically states that students who enter um, a restricted building and disrupt any kind of proceedings are subject to disciplinary action. So it, it's really interesting because there's not a lot of cases where this has ever happened because not a lot of students protest inside buildings. So um, there's really not a lot of precedent to look back, back on. Is there anything that we haven't gone over yet that you think is significant to this story? I think... One of the things that I wasn't expecting when I was writing this story is just the amount of unity on this issue. I think it's really interesting that we have everyone from student government, student activist groups, to uh, the, the faculty union, to this, the faculty senate, all kind of voicing their opposition to this uh, process. Um, but one of the things that um, I've noticed is that whether they like 
Senator Ben Sass or not, their biggest qualm is with the selection process and the lack of, of transparency in the process. So the selection process has obviously been very contentious. What's the context for that? One of the sore spots for a lot of people is the implementation of SB 520, which is a law that basically provides um, a, a little bit of secrecy and privacy to the presidential selection process for, for universities. And state Senator Jeff Brenda said that, you know, one of the sponsors with the bill said that um, it, its implementation at, at UF is not how it was intended to be. While there is supposed to be extra privacy, you, there's also supposed to be a couple of finalists at the end, not just one, as we're seeing here at UF. What's next for this story? I am going to be covering the faculty senate no confidence vote. That is going to be very, very interesting to see the outcome of because this is probably the most high profile um, opposition that we've seen against um, uh, Senator Ben Sass. And either way this vote goes, I think is, is pretty, pretty monumental because if they vote that um, he is not fit to be president and that the, the uh, board of trustees should go back and look for another another candidate that shows a lot of distrust in the process and if they vote for him and they d do not vote um, to to reconsider then that shows that the will of the the students and a lot of the faculty is is kind of being a little sidelined that was wuft's jack lemnis on what's next for ben sass's visit on november 1st now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Continuing with coverage on student and faculty opposition to the presidential selection process, on Thursday, UF faculty senators approved a resolution indicating it has no confidence in the selection process that designated Senator Sass as the sole nominee for UF's next president. According to WUFT News, after two and a half hours of debate, the Senate voted 76 to 16 to approve the resolution. The Florida Department of Environmental Protection Air Quality data shows emissions in Florida are the lowest on record. According to Florida Politics, throughout the year, air quality in the state has consistently met hourly air quality standards and only occasionally exceeded daily standards, according to the monthly monitoring reports on the DEP's air quality reporting webpage. Despite Florida's overall good air quality, though, the state experienced significant impacts from Saharan dust this past summer. Restraining orders are now going into effect quicker in Florida because of a new injunction law allowing court orders to be emailed rather than mailed or faxed. According to WFTS Tampa Bay, the legislation, which went into effect in October, allows someone seeking an injunction to be able to receive a text message alerting them when it is in place. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.